Wizards are punching down again. Welcome back to the DMV Sports Roundtable with me, Dimitri, George Wallace, Jamal Bowens, and Chris Chase returning to USA Today Sports. Chris, do we hear that correctly? Are you employed again? Yeah, USA Today Sports Media Group. Gainfully employed for the next couple months, at least. Thank you. So we will no longer say D.C. area sports writer, although that is still true. It still still fits. But but congratulations on getting back on the, I don't know, what is it? Is it a train, a a bus, a horse? horse? It's more like a broken down jalopy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. And we were uh, trying to figure out what the heck we're even going to talk about today. Speaking of broken down jalopies, (laughs) talk about your Wizards. Well, so it was the the Utah Jazz, another... Uh, team with a uh, sub 500 record. Am I yes. 16 and 16 and 24 coming yeah, into the game? Sub 500. No. And Rudy. a team that beat you by 47. Exactly. Exactly. Blew them out. No Rudy Gobert. No Derek Favors. I mean, that's that's a dream right there. There's nobody in the paint except for Ekpe Udo, who I don't <laughs> remember playing. I haven't seen him play that much since he was at Oregon. Yeah. I didn't even know he was still in the league. They were shorthanded. Ann Hood got tossed and yeah. slapped that phone out of the <laughs> fan's hand. Did you see that, Chris? That was gold. It was really gold. I don't. You know what? I really think because he was high fiving people when he was leaving. Yeah. And I think he really thought dude put his hand up. I don't and, know. And did no, no, that was, no, no. It didn't. It didn't look like you that. Think so? I think it was he saw the phone. I'm trying I, to. I, give I was on the Amtrak this week and I walked by to the cafe car and this woman had been talking real loud and I wanted to do the same thing to her phone just <laughs> knock it out. But you know I, I'm a civilized gentleman so I, I didn't do so. I, so I just gave a dirty look and was passive aggressive. So I was, um, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but you think it was it was intense? <laughs> oh, I think he saw the phone and slapped it for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. and then did you say Ted Leonsis thinks his team is too cool for they school? Told what is, the what Dan does that mean? Steinberg of the Washington Post. Yeah, he wasn't too happy with last night's game. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith went off on him this morning. Called him trash. Yeah, and Big, well, big Chi has out of the room too. You can't be expected too. to take mm-hmm. be taken seriously if you consistently say we can't play down to opponents. We have to play defense, and then it's and every sub five hundred team you play, yeah. you do that, and you don't win. You there is no excuse. If you want to be the team that you say you are right. to lose games once in a while, fine. But they, it's too consistent. You cannot. There's only a hand, not even a handful. Cleveland, San Antonio, and uh, Golden State mm-hmm. can kind of not meander through the regular season or sleepwalk through. But they own cruise control mm-hmm. in the regular season because they know that they will contend for a championship. Yeah, Wizards are. And like, so they, yeah. they don't really take the the regular season that serious, but they're not that good yet. They're not there. No. They can't take any game for granted. They can't take any team for granted. And I think it's not it's beyond playing down to your competition now. It's a mental thing. Yeah, that's, that's it's it. a that's mentality. True. That's true. And there are no Paul Pierce is gone. You need a Paul Pierce in a situation mm-hmm. like this. This would have been ideal. Yes. But this is what he was trying to groom Wall and yeah. Beal for I mean, and they, these guys to be to those leaders. Yeah. You got the money. You're the face of the franchise. Now you have to take on that leadership role for the entire team because no one's listening to Gortat. They don't have any no. any vets that are going to stand, get them stand at attention. A Trevor Reza would have been great when he was here. They've had that in the past. They don't have that now. And Wall and Beal have to be that. But they haven't stepped into their role. I don't expect Otto to because that's just just not his no, personality. Not, not his... But Wall and Bill have to be those guys because you don't have that veteran presence. They have to be that. 
So is this a long-term problem that's going to... It could be. I think it could be. If, jeopardize if, if, the if postseason and everything? If it's a mentality and if it's it's the way that the team operates and what goes on in the locker room, then yes, it could be long-term. Unless somebody, this Wall and Beal, step up and change the mentality or Brooks demands it out of them. But I don't put this on Brooks. I put this on the locker room and the players. Counterpoint. The Wizards, like the rest of the known universe, realize that the NBA regular season is meaningless, completely and <laughs> utterly meaningless. And they are too February. cool for school. Yeah. And yeah. they're, you know, look, it's it's cool for LeBron to go out and play like he's a 25 year old, even though he's, you know, got so much mileage on him. Like we're coming back to that old jalopy a lot. Uh, you know, <laughs> LeBron's got so much mileage on him, but he's he goes so hard every night. And that's what all young players should aspire to. They should look at him right. and yep. he should be the model and say, look at what he does after all these years. He's still going hard in the regular season. He's still leading this team that's not very good. And they're in third place in the East. East. And I think the Wizards might have a different look at it and say, OK, right now we've been playing pretty horrible the past couple weeks. We're in fifth in the East. If they can move up to third, which is probably their goal so they could face either, you know, maybe the Raptors if they stay at two, maybe the Cavs. The goal is to avoid the Celtics, um, you know, in the second round. Yeah. So if, if, if they can stay around there and sort of get their playoff placement to a point where they could face, uh, you know, a team like the Heat in the first round, I don't think they would want to see the, the Milwaukee Bucks and, no. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the Greek freak in there. But it's uh, there's a lot of time. It's January 11th. Everyone talks about how Christmas is the start of the NBA season. Uh, I take February 1st, and that's when I'll start paying attention and see how these teams are doing. But it, you know, it's all about for the Wizards doing well in the Eastern Conference, getting maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals, because there is no goal to win a championship because it's Golden States and everyone knows it. And that's why we're not seeing many trades right now at the deadline. There's not a lot of hot stove rumors going around the NBA. We're not seeing the big moves. I think everyone's realizing that Golden State's going to win this year. And then maybe next year you might be able to get them when, uh, you know, you might have an injury or two or somebody might opt out or you might lose a bit of the core. So I, I don't think it's panic time yet uh it's panic time if they slip out of the top eight i'll tell you that and right now you know i mean they're 23 and 18 they're i think uh two games up on the eighth place team so really a bad week and they could be you know technically out of the playoffs but i don't see that happening george and jamal i don't think you see that happening either i don't want to speak for you but you see that happening i don't see it happening but but my thing is that they for me it's it's um yes I, I understand what you're saying 100% that the regular season doesn't mean what it does. But for a team that hasn't cracked a nut right. and hasn't done anything, for me, I think they need to take this stuff a little more seriously. That's the point. They're not that good yet. And they're playing. That doesn't worry you at all. They're Chris? playing like a team that has arrived. They have now, you know, it, it does. It does. Because you can't flip it on and off because you are not LeBron. Right. You're right. not Tim Duncan. That's you know, when, the, when the Spurs yeah. used yeah. to do this you're not Chris and Gian. Tim Duncan yes. would rest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, yes, you're not too cool right now. Uh, you know, Wall with his sneaker deals and Beal, everyone telling him he is the next big thing. Uh, and, you know, his huge contract. I think they think they are. So, yes, I do agree with you in that. Yeah. But I, I don't necessarily think that 
the ship is is too hard to turn around. Uh-huh. Um, but if they if they get complacent and they let it and they let it happen and they slip to a six seven, then they start overplaying and, mm-hmm. and trying too hard to beat bad teams, and then they start getting in their heads. Then yes, it could be a big problem because they could slip out of the playoff race. But I think as long as they're comfortable in the four or five range, uh, I, I don't think it's time to panic again. February 1st, if we're still having this conversation, then it's a whole other story. Big Chi, you want to put a bow on the Wizards conversation? Well, I certainly agree with Chris in that the regular season, February 1st, that's kind of a nice little sort of time where we can really start focusing in here. And I think Jamal nailed it as well with the leadership within the locker room. And these guys are just young, you know. A lot of times I I try to put myself in the shoes of when I was, how old's Wall at this point? But Wall's not young to me anymore, though. I know, he's been here a long long time. Yeah. Not as a player. Started young and I'm just saying you can't use there. that excuse. If you want to be elite, you want to be a yeah. you know your your best point guard in the league and backcourt. Then that's my only thing. I, I mean, agree with you. Yes, by age he still is young, and ex- but but experience wise, right. if you're if you want to be that guy, if you're talking about being the best point mm-hmm. guard in the East, then you can't. You know you have to at some point take leader ownership of it. It's like you have your age, but then you have sports years, right? And that puts a little bit more experience. I mean, look at LeBron. He's 33. He didn't play a day in college. That's why he's been in the league. Exactly. For, you know. But but has a lot of experience. Right. John is not a spring chicken you yeah. know, in terms of his experience in the league. He's been around long enough. So I don't really give him that benefit of the doubt in that locker room. Yeah. He's got to act like he's in his 30s. Like dog years. I think right, that right, this team years. is capable, though, of getting into a hot streak. I watched they that are. game against Saturday against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they were, I mean, they started off incredibly 12 to 2 run to start the game and just. Just fizzled away, and I think it's a defensive thing when you're giving up 110 points and you're scoring 101. You should right. win those games. So, uh, you know, as they learn to, and they've been playing together now. The superstars, at least, have been playing together for a while now. They'll continue to develop. Wall's 27. Beal's 24. Oh come on! And so he was. Tw- oh, so that means LeBron was 27 when he won well, his first. Okay, okay so, so we're winning was- this year. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't use LeBron to equate that. Either. He's something totally different. Right? In my mind's eye, I can still remember John Wall doing the Dougie in 2010 <laughs> as he was introduced. Yeah, you were doing it right there with him, weren't you? <laughs> I just saw I the guess... GIF on Twitter earlier today. So Really? Yeah. People right. still. So two people in the whole universe are, are thinking about that. Me and whoever <laughs> created that, that GIF. Let's get to... Uh, those uh, dirty green birds, the uh, the Eagles. Let's get into the One uh, and NFL done, baby. playoffs. So they uh, host the Atlanta Falcons 435 Saturday. What's going to happen We there? should just do NFC and just skip over to AFC. <laughs> the AFC is pointless well, this week. A few lines on each. It's pointless. But look, I'm with you, George. I thought that, you know, the Eagles were going to come down at some point, And they, they didn't. They finished out the season. But with Nick Foles at quarterback, I yeah. Yeah, what, I, what, what yeah. can you expect? And then you know you're dealing with. Uh, go out and drop thirty five on the Falcons now. Watch. Who is going to happen? Don't you guys think it's going to have a good Chris, chance here? I, you know, it's, it, it's going to happen. I think. I'm, I'm, I think because the only thing that makes me that hesitant is because it's the Falcons. Right. right. And the Falcons have been doing this all year. Yeah. They've lulled people into, you know, they've played bad one exactly. game. And then they've said uh, they, they've had a performance like they did against, uh, you know, last week in, in their win. And you say, well, look, Matt Ryan's still Matt Ryan. If he can get put the ball in you know, place and Julio Jones can do what he does and they can get a, you know, a rushing attack, then they'll be OK. And, and for Philly, that's where it's going to take is it's going to take a, a running game. They're going to have to establish the run. Jay Ajay is going to have to move the sticks mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to rely 
rely on Nick Foles to have a comeback. They need to kind of get on the board early. But the reason I say that you can just I can see this coming. Really, this is a game about the Eagles defense. If they can hold the Falcons in check, I don't think the Eagles offense is as bad as we've seen. Uh, Doug Peterson's not exactly a master tactician uh, as a coach, but the Eagles didn't really have to step hard on the gas when Nick Foles came in. They basically already clinched the uh, division and the conference uh, to get home field advantage. So I don't know if they showed that many looks. I would not be surprised if they come out with a different, more balanced attack, heavy on the run, the short passes, which they'll have to be doing because Foles can't throw deep. And if they're able to do that and keep a big chunk uh, uh, of the uh, of time of possession, you know, over 38 minutes, let's say, then they can compete. If not, if uh, Falcons get on the board early and the Eagles have to throw, then yes, it's over. And that's the thing, Foles, they've had a couple of weeks now, Yeah, you know, to kind of focus on this. But I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say it's come down to both defenses, and, and Chris touched on uh, Philly's defense, but Atlanta's defense has got to come to play. They've got, they've got different pieces Grady Jarrett has got to be huge up front to stop the run. Because I know, they're like he said, they're going to feed Ajayi. Ajayi has to figure out, you know, if he's going to show up because he's been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And they've been hopping yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it's not necessarily his fault. They need to be giving him the football more. And I yeah. think this would be the game that they would do it as LeGarrette Blunt, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement play. But see, that's the problem. They, got, they, they are not sure of their rotation yet. Instead of just saying Ajayi is the guy and he's going to get – 20-plus whatever carries a game, they put him in, they're sprinkling Clement, and they're throwing uh, the rest of them, Blunt and and, and well, uh, Smallwood. I think that even though it's not that big of a deal, they just need to establish some sort of a run to establish Alshon Jeffrey, who has a significant size advantage over Robert Alford and uh, Desmond Trufant, who played but, okay but against the Rams. They're, they're also two very good cornerback, yeah. despite the size advantage. Well, then it's then let's, then let's look to Ertz then over the middle because the Falcons 16th in yards uh, get led up yeah, against the tight but end. You, but you've got – they still have athleticism. At You've got Keanu Neal who can – I don't know. How, he might be able to cover Ertz. Deion Jones at, at linebacker is not your typical linebacker. He can get from sideline to sideline, and he can, he can run with Ertz. So they do have, and and they've got to get Vic Beasley going. I don't know what it's going to take. Grady Jarrett, he's very disruptive up front. But if they can get Vic Beasley going and get him in Foles' face and make him uncomfortable, because he what he had what how many sacks last year? Almost damn near Six, twenty. Sixteen and a half, right. something along those lines. Yeah. So he can do it. He's he's had his injury problems, but that defense has got to. First, stop the run. And then if you've got to roll covers to Alshon Jeffrey, fine. Make make Foles beat you with Ertz and Torrey Smith. Yeah, and that's, I'll take that. And that's at the end of the day. Long story short here, I think that if you look at it, they have a worse quarterback in Philadelphia, Nick Foles, even though he has the extra time to prepare versus Matt Ryan, who looked much better playing in that Steve Sarkeesian offense against a good Rams defense yeah. last week. I personally think this game will be the closest and the best of the weekend. They have. Uh, this is the hardest one to predict here because I can easily see the Eagles with the two <laughs> weeks rest me. winning, and I can think the Falcons can keep their momentum rolling off the win and, uh, think- and get it done. And Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones scoring that touchdown last week against a vulnerable Eagles yep. defense at times. Foles, 55% of his passes completed since he took over. Just five yards a game. And the Falcons, four of their six losses yeah. were by six or fewer. I get I got the I get the Falcons. I'm leaning towards the Falcons because I, I still think the Eagles are, are one and done 
uh, especially with Foles. If Wentz is in the conversation, it's a totally different, totally different conversation to have. But as they gonna, they're going to have to establish their running game. Devontae Friedman is going to have to establish his dominance, and they've got to get Tevin Coleman, not necessarily running. Tevin Campbell? Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Oh. Tevin Campbell. Tevin, yeah, Tevin Campbell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Ashley Davis had a crush on him in Fresh Prince? Jesus. That's right. Ashley did have a crush on him Tevin, in Fresh Prince. Jesus Christ. But, but he had uh, four. I mean, Coleman had 40 yards last week. So it wasn't like they were running up on the Rams. They, yeah. you know, they aired it but, out. But, and, they, but you and, got they, the, and they really hurt that Wade Phillips defense. His advantage also is in the passing game because Coleman can, can get outside and he can catch out of the backfield and you can give him quick screens. You can put him in the slide. You can do a lot of different things with him and still be able to run downhill with Friedman. It just depends on, is Sarkeesian, you know, is he imaginative enough to really use these weapons? Because you still have Doug Gabriel. You have Hardy, who is a pretty decent wide receiver when he is used. They have different pieces that they can use. Austin Hooper, one week he's, you know, he gets a lot of targets. The next week, you know, he might disappear for a few games. They have the weapons. Can Sarkeesian put it together? Because this defensive front for Philly, it's a good unit. They've got a good unit. But they can take advantage of the secondary, though. They're going to have to. They've got so many things they can do with this Atlanta offense. It's, it's just a matter of, of execution. And Sarkeesian, can he be imaginative enough to use all these weapons he has? I think the game's going to be terrible. Right. right. Well, yeah, hopefully. Uh, but some history made, and, and this is my favorite stat of the year. I know it's only January 11th, but this is my favorite stat of the year. <laughs> the Eagles, the first team in modern NFL history, going back to the merger in 1970, to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and be yeah, an underdog, underdog in their yep. first playoff game. Well, that's the Nick and, Foles effect. And, Isn't that great? And it hasn't even been close. Uh, you know, there was, a, I believe, a couple of years ago, the same situation, injured quarterback in Minnesota, and they were two-point favorites. That's the closest it's been, and the Eagles are getting three at home. And, yeah, obviously it's the Foles effect. And more, uh, more so than the Foles effect, it's the Foles playing the Raiders effect because that Monday night game or that Christmas night game was a, just an awful performance. Uh, everyone thought the Raiders would kind of come in and take a dive uh, because it was Christmas night. They were on the East Coast. They were out of the playoffs. No one really cared. And they, uh, you know, fought pretty hard there against Foles and that's really what it is it's it's the Nick Foles effect and it's more so the Nick Foles being pretty terrible the last two weeks effect also what about the uh, Saturday night game Titans Patriots you, George, George, you said, you know, you said that you last said the Eagles week game is going to be Kansas bad. City. I that didn't say that. That didn't work but out. Kansas City is not the Patriots. But what I'm saying Tennessee is Tennessee should not be there. Oh, yeah. that This game could be worse than the Eagles. Game. Yeah. 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 This reminds shame. me. It's a shame it's in, the prime, it's in prime time. Does, does anybody think the Titans will at least no. put up a fight? No. No. This reminds me exactly of 2010 when exactly. uh, the story of Tim Tebow winning against the Pittsburgh Steelers and it was all oh, that's we right. were in love and we were. Tebowing, and then, the and then in the, it was like, oh, can Tim Tebow beat the New England Patriots? Skip Bayless, <laughs> no. I remember going on ESPN and saying that he'd rather have Tim Tebow no. in a big spot than Tom Brady. He, what he happened? Loves Tim Tebow. Demolishing, and I sort of think that that's where we're getting again this week. That's not to say that I think the Patriots are going to steamroll their right way to the Super Bowl, no. but I think in this matchup, Tennessee had a nice victory against Kansas City, who just. You know, I didn't like to believe those narratives of, oh, Andy Reid in the playoffs, but it just came to fruition last yep. week. That does not happen with the Patriots. And once they get ahead, they've got 
a plethora of running backs. They have a plethora of options that can catch the football from Tom Brady, and the defense is starting to play better. I don't see this one being They're close. They're going to stay ahead if they get ahead. Kansas City jumped up 20 by 20. Yeah. And then Mariota and them walked them down. Now, DeMarco Murray is out this week, so it will be the Derrick Henry show again. Belichick. Which is good. He's the explosive yeah, running back. Belichick saw last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, I mean, he, I mean, the he, Titans he aren't going to run into a knows. coach that's going to stop giving the ball to the uh, right. AFC NFL rushing champion like they did last week when Andy <laughs> Reid yeah. and uh, and the new Bears coach Matt Nagy just completely forgot about Kareem Hunt in the second half. Right. And yeah. then you know, a couple of days later, we saw it with uh, Georgia in the national championship. They did the same exact thing. Same thing. They uh, they you know Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle were getting like eight yards a carry, and then they stopped running. So uh, I don't think Bill Bell. Well, you know, it's Josh McDaniels' offense. I don't think they're going to stop running as chris said Dion lewis is, uh, is and improving and, and they just seem to have all these options and really i think the scariest part for the afc right now should be the fact that gronk has put up these huge numbers this year mm. but he hasn't even gone gronk yet like no. they haven't thrown over the middle to him they've kept him real safe they've kept him healthy and now they're going to unleash him and i think uh you know it's all going to break loose there for the pats and, and let's say you know to, to 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 verify that let's just say you happen to have gronk on your fantasy team and he hasn't gone Gronk this year and you just didn't win the position battle like you should have if Gronk or he, get, or he gets now. suspended for the playoffs or he for the fantasy playoffs for one the of the fan- two yeah I mean you know let's just say but that's you know just asking for a friend and then you know you have people forget about Brandon Cooks <laughs> he's, yeah. been, he's been he's been kind of quiet but this is this is the time when Belichick gets guys like that involved. I think it's a Chris Hogan day, big time. He's going to be back from that shoulder injury He's, off a couple of weeks, and I think Tom Brady loves looking his see, way. But you never know. You never. You never I, I think it's going to be Gronk. I, I don't know if I, I love my colleague Chris Chase here. Um, I don't. I think Gronk kind of has Gronked this year. He uh, topped 145 <laughs> yards and or a touchdown each of his previous four games. So maybe it's not like the plays that we're seeing on SportsCenter, but uh, the production's certainly been there. And this is a different team, and it's almost like Kansas City last week, right? It's the importance of these tight ends. Travis Kelsey went down. They had no <clears throat> offensive identity that has a lot to do with Andy Reid's play calling as well. But the tight end is so crucial. When when Brady doesn't have Gronk, this offense struggles. He's got him, and I just think that I, well, I, that's, where the, that's where their advantage is because on the outside, you said Hogan. It depends on if Kevin Byard is on Hogan. Hogan is locked up for the game. You have more faith in him. Byard is a, is, a, is a pro bowler yeah, now. He's, yeah, a, he's a damn yeah. good corner. So I, I think he kind of erases that Gronk is going to have the advantage. They're going to be able to probably keep Tom. Tom doesn't get bothered. So Arakpo and those guys up front. Can we they, give it up for Arakpo playing yeah. in the second round of the playoff game? Uh, yeah, he's, and he's played well. He's played well during his time in Tennessee. They have a nice little pass rush, but that's, that all goes away when you're dealing with Tom. You know, I, I don't. I just this game is going to be a wash. Let's get the AFC done. Let's get me the Patriots and the Steelers. That's all I want to see. All right. Well, speaking of that, the uh, Steelers do have to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Revenge uh, game. Sunday afternoon. If they're going to move on, is that going to happen? This is a revenge game for me. I think if Jackson Jacksonville got the worst game of Big Ben this year, five picks. Maybe his career. Picks. I don't know. Has yeah. he ever been that five bad? Five picks. In his defense, not all of them were him. Some were tipped. Mm. But five picks all together, it's a quarterback, so it's going to fall on him. Two pick sixes, I believe. I don't think – I think Mike Tomlin and, and, and Ben Roethlisberger is not going to repeat that performance in the way that they lost that game. If that game – if they would have won that game or it would have been a different outcome or they, they played differently, 
then I think maybe Jacksonville would have a little bit more of a shot. But Tomlin has probably pounded into these guys' heads. It's playoff time because the Pittsburgh Steelers another team that fade in and out of consciousness during the, the regular season. I think Ben's going to go for this. This may be it for him. What do you think? I don't think so. No? I don't, I don't I think get so. The if they win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. No, 100 If they win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Possibly, but I don't. You know what? He's cried wolf so many times. If you want to do it, do it. Down, yeah. If you want to do it, do it. The rest of your life. I don't believe. I don't believe until they do it. You know who's telling him to do it? Kirk Cousins. Because if not, Kirk Kirk wants to go Pittsburgh. Landry Jones. No, I'm worried about Blake Bortles. Really, I mean, he didn't really look great against Buffalo. Who does not have? What are you worried about? Oh, his health. I'm just Pittsburgh has a great pass rush. T.J. Watt is going to kill him. Fifth in quarterback hits during the season, and they finished first in sacks this year so yeah. Blake Bortles who already was not able to make a simple seven yard out throw last week how's he going to feel they, when he's getting smacked around they gotta every time? go heavy it's got to be so four net heavy because we, always have to, because we always have to bring this up just real quick did last week's Blake Bortles performance you think make Jacksonville think any differently about quarterback here in I town? do yeah I think so yeah, but they're yeah. in the second round every, of the playoffs. Like, I, everybody, I know, but why does Blake Bortles get all these shots taken at him from different defensive players? Like every week, <laughs> trash. Somebody <laughs> taking a shot at him on Twitter. I don't know what Blake did. He's talked about to, it to, 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 to provoke these folks, but every week somebody's taking a shot at this dude. But they do you don't think like Jacksonville's him. thinking differently about their future with him? I think so. Yeah, I think so. A little. They, they have to a little bit. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I think they you, they didn't have a lot of confidence at the beginning of the season. He's right. gained it back some. The problem but is. They're He's starting to look yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. it. That's the thing. Yeah, and he's starting to look like he was looking in the first half of the season. Yeah. when they were ready to get rid of him, but I think they might think about it. But they're still sticking with him. Yeah, it depends. I mean, they 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 have to be thinking about it a little bit. I think it's this is a four net game because you cannot drop back mm-hmm. against with Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt and and these pass rushes that they have on this defense. All granted, without. Uh, Shazier, who you know makes that defense go, but this is still a very good. Yeah, defense. but you it's say a, a four net rush. game. I mean, he is uh, not not in terms 3. of numbers. One no, five yards When I say when I say four net bleh. game, he you killed have, me last week. I played him last week in the fantasy. Uh, when I say four net game, I mean like you have to implement usage. the run yeah, usage. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily not saying it's, it's a game that he's going to dominate because he's not. But you're going to have to try to establish some sort of a run. Because if you get Blake dropping back, they're going to kill him. Tee-off they're going to tee off. And, and Pittsburgh's too that game, the Ben game. I mean, he Ben is too. That's not going to happen again. No. See, that's the thing with, with quarterbacks like that. Yeah. Those things are Ben's got one of those almost every year. It's an anomaly. But I'm saying, he, but and he's the kind. He's got that killer mentality. That's it's, he's, But see, it's, it's playoff time. That's what I'm saying. And see, he's, that's that's the difference. They get, they have a switch. Yeah. That's the type of organization yeah. that has a switch. Agreed. New England has a switch. There are certain organizations. Don't you that, just want your team to have that switch once? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even <laughs> think we have an outlet. We have no <laughs> have anything. No way to charge up. Well, nothing. Uh, did you guys hear Bortles was asked? You know, are you tired of people taking shots at you? Yeah. And he said something to the effect that, well, there are people that still question LeBron James' talent. Which is extraordinary what? because I don't know that Bortles, I don't know that any of us have any business comparing ourselves to, I don't, to the king. In the same Le- LeBron, LeBron might not even know who the hell Blake Bortles right, is. Right, right. So I don't know why he would mention if himself Bortles in the same breath. I couldn't tell you who he is. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> no. could. I could, yeah. But, <laughs> but most people could. No, no yeah. most people, it's a, a tall dude just walked yeah. in the studio. I don't know who that is. 
Like last week, the last game uh, on Sunday afternoon, again, New Orleans is involved, this time against the Vikings. Is this a toss-up for you guys? This is the best this one the to best me. the best game, I think, too. This is the best one for I agree. Me. It's, what is Case Keenum going to do? Yep. What is he going to do? Because it's, it's that, how does the Saints defense play? I know what I'm going to get from the Minnesota defense. <clears throat> I know what I'm going to get. It's going to be tough. Uh, Kamara's going to have to implement big in the passing game. Because Xavier Rhodes is going to X out whoever he's on. You can you can cancel that side of the field. Trey Waynes is very good. Uh, you got Harrison Smith back there. Their whole unit is stacked, and they've been playing well as a unit. Offensively, I'm not sure what I'm going to get from Minnesota from week to week. So you, this may be a very low-scoring game, despite the fact that Drew Brees is playing in this game. And I saw someone on Twitter say, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Um, uh, the Saints going to Minnesota is going to be tough for Brees in that cold weather. They play in a dome, jackass. They're not outside anymore. <laughs> Still memories, dome. memories of that game against Seattle. What was Which that, the they coldest lost. game ever? Which Vikings they, lost that, that game. The, they lost. Wasn't that the blizzard here? Blair it was like 6-3, right? Like 9-6? Yeah. yeah. Whoever their old coach was, who used to coach them way back when, walked out there in a short sleeve golf shirt uh, for, the, for the, the, the... Bud Grant. Board, Bud Grant. Well, you mentioned Case Keenum and what you're going to expect from him on a week-to-week basis. I mean, he closed out the regular season, multiple touchdown passes, six of his final nine starts. We've talked about the Shermer effect and whether or not that you know is going to be long-term success if he plays without him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just worry that at home, though, we talk about like being at home and advantages. This Minnesota secondary, who already allows a league-leading uh, lowest amount of touchdown passes. Right. They uh they're they're gonna be strong against New Orleans Saints team. I agree yeah. that this is probably no, I, I think Falcons Eagles is still the toughest one to pick. I think the Vikings win this game, but who's to say that Drew Brees can't find Alvin Kamara on little three yard out runs and then yeah, he just takes he, to the house? He, Nobody can stop that. He is matchup proof. Yeah. And he's gonna the, have to get it to Kamara. On the flip side of the ball with Case Keenum, I think that okay, if the Saints secondary, which has been solid, takes away Adam Thielen, then you have the deep play threat Diggs. of Stefan Diggs. You have Kyle Rudolph. You have Jarek McKinnick who can touch uh, catch passes. I think the Vikings just have a few more playmakers yeah. just to get this win, but it'll be a great you game. Got you think the Vikings will win? I do. I, I, I'm leaning towards the If it was in Vikings. New Orleans, I'd say New Orleans, but I think But Vikings I'm leaning towards the Vikings because of what their defense can do yeah. and the potential that you do have playmakers you on the other side Keenum of the ball. You don't need Keenum to be great. You don't no, need, you don't yeah, because no. you, you have Diggs and you have Thielen who, you know, People, unfortunately, don't know exactly how good Adam Thielen is. He's a very good wide receiver, especially in fantasy. But they have those two. Kyle Rudolph, is, 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 when he's healthy. This is like his best year. Thanksgiving, exactly. I was when, watching when this he's guy. Healthy, he's healthy, he's, he's one of the better tight ends when he's healthy. So Keenum, no, he doesn't have to be great because you do have those other weapons to uh, to go to. And Diggs is not only a... a, a a deep threat. He, he can, can go across the he middle. He can do everything. He You're can absolutely go across right. The, he's, he was that coming out of Maryland, kind of that one-trick pony. But now he's he's shored up his routes a little bit. He's a more polished, more complete wide receiver. You know, but can still take the big play. You can dump it off to him in the backfield if you want to. You know, you can line him up damn near anywhere you want to. So they do have playmakers. It's, it's up to the Saints defense. Will they continue to play as well as they have lately? If they can continue that, then you're looking at another tightly contested game that might be low scoring. Aren't you guys overlooking Drew Brees, his experience? No, it's not overlooking. It's just, you know, looking at his opponent 
Yes, and, it's and, the opponent, but I mean, he's great, he, of it's, course. It's, it's not like, okay. But that, you, that can overcome a lot of obstacles is what well, I'm saying. Well, That's I'm, my thing. I'm I looking agree. at who he's going against and what he has. Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, very good wide receiver. There's no Jimmy Graham there. Willie Sneed and, 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 and Ted Ginn are one-trick ponies. So it's not like he has he's without his left guard exactly. Too. It's not like yeah, Andres Pete is out yeah. for the out for the season. So it's not like he has as many weapons or quality of weapons that he has had before at the wide receiver spot. That's why Kamara looms so important for him because he's going to be their biggest advantage offensively because they're going to take Ingram away running downhill with Sharif Floyd and those guys up front. Mm-hmm. So. Kamara's got to be that Swiss Army knife that they use in multiple different ways to gain the advantage because, like you said, he's almost matchup proof. But I mean, Breeze is still Breeze. I'm, I'm not taking Saints. anything away from him. I said Saints are going to the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I think I'll go Saints too. So we're split. Yep. Yeah. Two and two. Well, okay. Chase is Chris, Chase, Chris Chase, he politely go. hung up. <laughs> politely hung up. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> Chase ain't saying nothing. He texted me, said, politely going to hang up. <laughs> That's the way it goes here. You can yeah. show up late. You can cut out a little early. It's the DMV Sports Roundtable on Podcast One and iTunes. <laughs> you can check us out on Twitter. The WTOP uh, mobile app. Just and don't tap, worry. I know you all worry about listen. Kirk Cousins talk. We'll get back to that. <laughs> when there's something to say, we'll say it. Yeah. In, in the meantime, We're God help. Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, <laughs> and maybe even in some other galaxies. If and they Wizards exist. fans as well. And enjoy your divisional weekend. God help Wizards fans everywhere they are. <laughs> and Georgetown. Bye-bye. Want to go and Maryland.